Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Randall Sanders. Randall is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the Nashville, Tennessee area. We've interacted online regarding political talk on multiple occasions, and we decided to record an episode. He leans more to the left than I do, and I really enjoyed our conversation today. appreciate Randall coming on. If you are a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask primarily, please send me some health insurance referrals. I'll do business in Tennessee. My ideal referral would be someone who's turning 65 soon and will need help choosing a Medicare supplement or Advantage plan. Uh, I can help anyone in the country. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Randall Sanders, who is joining me from Tennessee. Randall, how are you today? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Appreciate you coming on. Of course, this is the first time I've had you on the show. Um, I do train jujitsu, and through our little jujitsu world, I connect. It kind of is a, a connected world with uh, jujitsu people from really all across the country and even across the world, really. But um, through one way or, or another, Randall and I have ended up interacting on political posts on social media. We have not met each other in person despite not living that far from each other. Um, but we have found some common ground on some political things, which is pretty interesting. Um, probably also have plenty of things, I believe, that we, we disagree on, which is great. Um, but before I get started, could you introduce yourself, Randall Sanders? You're a black belt in the Nashville, Tennessee area? Yes. Uh, started training a little bit in college and just some buddies messing around doing probably awful, awful jujitsu. <laughs> and then I fell in love with it. So uh, after college, really <clears throat> kind of joined a gym, started, you know, kept going from there. So what college uh, did you go Bell, to? University of Tennessee. Okay. In Knoxville. So, you know, after that, decided should probably get an actual professor um, and learn some actual jujitsu. <laughs> um but yeah, I live in the Nashville area, a little bit south in Franklin. Um, so I've been training under the same professor pretty much the whole time. <clears throat> Black belt year and a half ago. Okay. Well, I appreciate so you just, coming on. Um, the political stuff, I think uh, jujitsu is interesting. I would argue the combat sports and jujitsu world maybe in particular, for the most part, hopefully, and you may disagree with me, promotes somewhat of independent thought would you agree a lot of them claim to okay 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 so let me let just i'll just say this i was raised by a republican father and born in ohio republican father my whole life my father's a uh, 
still a big part of my life. I was always presented with the Republican side of things growing up. I'm guessing that was not the case for you. So actually, my mom's huge Republican. Okay. Um, okay. So growing up, my dad's not quite as political, but he is a little, he's definitely more on the left, kind of more hippie uh, okay. <laughs> type person. Um, and so I didn't really, I just kind of assumed he was more on the right because my mom was, she was a lot more vocal. <clears throat> she loved Fox News when it came on. Um, so it was the first real, you know, Republican network that was more or less like we are a Republican network. We're going to be the right wing network. So that was usually always on in the house. So growing up, you know, I was Republican. I didn't, you know, I hadn't really thought about it much, but it was just kind of on. They talked about it. Um, how, and then, how old are you now? 36. Okay. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you there. Continue. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> and so she, uh, she definitely was a fan that I was a Republican for a long time. Um, and then I don't know exact, I, I guess I started switching sometime in college, but I'll even see posts come up from when I was in college where even during the Obama run, um, even like 08 and stuff, it, my posts were still Republican leaning at least, or, you know, I didn't think he could win um, necessarily not necessarily because of his policies, but I wasn't still wasn't sure since we never actually elected a African American president if the whole country would actually vote vote that way. But okay. even when I looked at stuff, going back and forth with friends and whatnot, my posts then were still you know, pro Republican stuff. So at some point it switched. Um I haven't delved into when that actually like officially happened. <laughs> Um, but it seemed to be a slower, slower process. If I had to describe myself politically, I would say I'm a right. And you tell me how consistent this is with your impression of me with my social, cause you probably see my social media presence, um, and comments and all that fun stuff. Um, I would describe myself if I'm trying to be as honest and cut to the point as possible as a right leaning anarcho libertarian conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I probably seen it. It's pretty accurate okay. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and for sure on the libertarian part um and then you know the i think there are libertarian left leftist kind of people yeah so um, i needed to clarify there like so i'm yeah, more of a yeah, private property sure. type libertarian um yeah. which you know anarchy the word anarchy like kind of suggests historically more left-leaning people so i want to differentiate that's my brand of anarchy is libertarian anarchy murray rothbard type okay that was my honest and that may even be a pejorative to some right some people listening may be like this guy's crazy as shit okay thanks for being honest kelly um i get it okay so that's for sure yeah so i could many people who are trying to find reason to be interested in this episode they may be like oh that's the host and then just hang (laughs) up just immediately turn it off um if you were to describe yourself with the similar accuracy that I just described myself, how would you describe yourself politically, Randall? Uh, Today, yeah, in 2024. <laughs> um, probably haven't thought about it as much as like adding all of the different layers you did. To okay, us. okay. <laughs> but you didn't expect this question either, did you? Not necessarily. I probably should have. That's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I've watched enough podcasts. I should know. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Um, you lean to the left. So definitely left. Um, I'm still in favor of private property rights. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. You know, I think like with guns, they should be a thing <clears throat> that might be a little more from being in the South. <laughs> so, so you're not big on gun control laws. So... I'm good on gun control laws, but outlawing guns could work in theory if it was worldwide. But with having actual guns, so many guns already in the world, man, good luck. Okay. It, okay. Like it, it, and now at this point, reality, you're not you're not getting rid of all guns. That that just doesn't make any sense. That it, it doesn't seem feasible. Um, but I do think there should be, like, I guess, a little more. Social democracy, um, kind of that, you know, Scandinavian-ish type thing where they still have 
capitalism. They still have businesses. They just have a much higher presence of the government kind of regulating okay. uh, the businesses and things like that. Where you still have profits. You still have. <clears throat> you can still, you know, more of a Scandinavian type model. Wealthier, and you know, if you're ambitious, you do have good, you know, good ideas, good products, good marketing, stuff like that. You can um, do better financially than other people, stuff like that. Like you, everybody getting the same, like you know, a strict old school communist definition or whatever doesn't it hasn't worked. It's not going to work. I want to say thank you for coming on the show and not being super sensitive. Clearly, because sometimes I'll share things that are critical of like AOC and Bernie Sanders and stuff, right? So, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, have that, criticisms that, that, of them as well. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, but I am more in that. No, I appreciate the, the same thing because area. that could be viewed. What you just said about yourself could be viewed in a pejorative light, also. Likewise, with 100%. mine. Yeah, of course. Hundred <laughs> percent. Anytime you put yourself and- out there with some labels. I do enjoy conspiracy theories too. So, mm, okay, <laughs> but probably just different ones, maybe. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what is an example of something you agree with me on politically? Uh, that's it. You know, I mean, your most recent one that kind of, I guess, jump started this was uh, something to the effect of the the U.S. military is right the number one ev- most evil. <laughs> organization or something like that in in the entire um, world in the world currently well i don't i guess you didn't specify currently oh I no i didn't i, I kind of took it that way I, had i re, had the way I, you read yeah. it the way you read it wrote it was uh <laughs> it came across to me that way yeah um I yeah know some I, I, I comments started going back in history but yeah like, that's oh. fair yeah no 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 i i uh in hindsight had I made that post again, I, I think maybe I could have said, I could have said currently, and I also could have said the war machine, U.S. war machine, because that includes Congress, that includes the Federal Reserve, right? Everybody who's complicit. Yeah. But you, uh, don't, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you you don't mind the sentiment, the 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 thought behind my post. You kind of agree with it. Yeah, I mean, you know generally considered the world's sole superpower i know you know china's super close i would say in a definitely di- number two in a different way though right because how many military bases do they have overseas i think like two Three, they, maybe yeah it's super i think it's low. two compared to let's see how many is the united states like 870 or something it's a it's a lot um worldwide yeah i think it's something like that yeah so so that we we are more of the world police right and and i mean part of that's you know we've been that way since post-world war ii so we've had a lot more time to build the bases so you're saying um, if china China. if china was a player for for more time you wouldn't put it past them to get into the world police game too i mean i yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't want to. Oh, demonizing um, China. You sound like a Republican. Whoa, <laughs> look out. Look, right? <laughs> I mean, any, most countries, I would say, if they had the opportunity to be that powerful are going to take it. So it's it's not as much. I don't think any specific country itself is more benevolent or evil than the other. It's just you that- get enough power they're going to use it, you know, or they're going to take advantage of it. Would you agree with the statement that government is inherently evil? No. Okay. Because it sounded like, it sounded kind of like you were saying that because any government, you said any government that gets that size, right? Yeah. And so it's actually, I wrote down like one thing because it was like, it's the one thing that I don't know if I've like heard anywhere. I'm not saying I made it up, but like it's not rest this way but it made sense to me of like a lot of people argue private market or businesses versus government and one's evil one's better better or worse you know each side all all sides have their own you know kind of opinion and reasons um and stuff like that but all of those things are run by people and i don't feel like Good people don't go into government. Good people go into private. And I also don't feel like bad people go into private. Good people go into government. It's just people running things. Obviously, you have different rules in each one. Um, 
some are the same, but in my view, government versus private, I think it's easier overall to potentially fix or change government as long as you have elections and you actually like our system is definitely not perfect and it's skewed skewed away a little bit from some of the voting mattering but if you had an actual representative democracy where voting mattered and the the politicians actually took the people serious or the people would vote out their representatives who didn't do what they wanted you could fix some of these issues easier than you could with Amazon. How, like, if if you view Amazon as an, an evil and doing awful things, how can you change that? Because they're a private company, other than, I guess, killing all the executives or something. But the, I think if you get enough power in the hands of corporations in the private market, and they're doing inherent, and they're doing actual evil things, they're poisoning everything because it's cheaper for them if they're you know actually killing people if they're doing all these terrible things for society it's harder to fix that than it would be if the government was doing it and i agree both have done that and are probably doing it currently and all that stuff um that does seem to be you know at, at the core of my buddy josie here in louisville Mm-hmm. who is a would describe himself I think as a left-leaning maybe even democratic socialist but we do agree on the the war machine being evil that type thing the uh, we we talk to each other a lot about like trying to decipher our differences and um, it seems to kind of come down to I naturally think the government's more evil he naturally thinks the businesses are more evil. That's kind of what it comes down to, right? I mean, yeah, more or less. That That is a pretty good, you know, uh, dis- distillation, you know, down to just the root, like, <laughs> you have one or the other. As far as I know, there's not really a third option. <laughs> Would you consider the Democrats to be more... The Dem- this is a loaded question. The Democrats in our country to be more anti-war. The senators, the president, the entirety of the Democrat Party to be more anti-war in 2024 than you would the Republicans in 2024. More anti-war. I mean, I guess, yes, but by such a small margin <laughs> i don't know that it matters that much in in reality i mean shit like uh i'm trying my best not to curse also i meant to ask earlier if you can say whatever you want actually i take pride <laughs> okay. in saying even if you were to come on and say something real offensive yeah i um unless it's going to get you in trouble i would remove it you know if it's something like that like you're going to be well, like hey yeah. please remove that i would but in theory i want it to be um yeah. Free speech, right? No, that makes sense. Um, and we probably agree on that as well. On free speech? Probably, yeah. Would okay. So. Would you say... Um, but the Oh, I'm sorry. I would say... Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, a few examples. Like, I mean, Trump said he was going to get us out of the wars and effectively didn't when he... Yes, he didn't start anymore. He, I don't know if he tried on purpose, but he did assassinate... Suleimani, I think the mm-hmm. Iranian general, like a dog, he said. Yeah, so it's like, Did you see that video? <laughs> Have you seen that video? Started World War Three, or like at okay. least war with Iran. So that doesn't seem like a good idea, especially since Suleimani is one of the main fighters of ISIS. It's like you killed a dude that was helping fight ISIS. I don't know, like, not really in our best interest. And they said he was going to get us out of Afghanistan and started the plan. And then didn't finish it, but then Biden actually finished it. Whether the withdrawal <laughs> went well or not, mm-hmm. you can obviously argue that. But he did pull us out. He did actually go through with it. Correct. And got torched in the media for it on both sides. You know, Bernie, AOC, those people, you know, those <clears throat> men and women. Uh, did they criticize Biden for the way he pulled out? 
I don't know about that, but like Bernie at first backed the what was going on in Gaza with Israel's stuff. He's like, no, use yeah, fire yeah. and all that stuff. Some people, you know, more people on the left were like, we need a ceasefire. This is awful. Bernie's come around saying we need a ceasefire. But then Biden's bombed Yemen, who didn't actually really do anything yet. He's bypassing Congress to sell weapons to Israel, to do all these things. So it's like, is there fundamentally a difference? Every year the military budget goes up. They don't know where half of it goes because it's black booked. So it's like, rhetorically, maybe they're better. And there's small things, I guess, that, that are differences. But in reality, it's Republicans are 100 almost 99% pro war and uh, democrats are 98% pro war like okay. i don't know that it in reality actually matters in 2016 i bought the trump rhetoric about draining the swamp it all sounded very anti establishment to me i was not a fully formed libertarian at the time um at all i would say i was without even thinking about it i was really a neocon i guess i i don't even know what the hell i was thinking i don't and I'm 40 now. I'm older than you. So in 2016, I, I guess I wasn't thinking much about foreign policy. But anyways, voted for Trump. 2020, I voted for the Libertarian candidate. So I won't vote for. I don't plan on voting for Republican or Democrat. Uh, you know, for president uh, uh, again. 2024, I won't vote for Trump again. Um, I'll vote for the Libertarian candidate, or I just won't vote. You mind sharing your voting experience and your thoughts on your voting record and what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, 2016 was the first time that I that like I actually voted, um, voted in the primary for Bernie, and then didn't vote in the general. Oh, okay, okay, that's admirable. I mean, obviously Hillary Clinton's no fun, so no, like no, nobody, no, yeah. nobody likes Hillary. But I mean, I, I, I do see that for through my newly found lenses as being admirable. Yeah, and so the, the prediction as soon as they're like Hill, you know, Hillary wins the nomination. Like I guess officially they said it from the like day one, but once she officially was the nominee in Bernie endorsed her. It might have been I after think, that, but like okay. as soon. Oh, I mean, he did endorse her, and he did a million campaign events and stuff. And I understand, like understood why he did it but you know part of the game it is what it is my guy thomas uh, massey has recently endorsed ron DeSantis, a giant warhawk and i love massey because yeah. he always votes votes against foreign policy that's the only reason i fucking love him yeah and he's like <laughs> right like what, what the fuck like endorsing lindsey graham <laughs> pretty much i think right right DeSantis doesn't yeah. seem like he's going to be a peace president does he no no, no, he's, uh, well, I mean, there's probably, what, six people in between the House and, and Congress that are even actually in- not anti-Israel, but even critical of them. I mean, everybody, apex got everybody, they give a lot of donations to everybody, <laughs> and there's a lot of threats of, it will pump a lot of money into your campaigns to not get, to get, again, or pump a lot of money for your opponents if you oppose any Israel restrictions on us getting weapons, the U.S. Uh, backing of us, all that stuff. I think um, anti-Semitism toward the Jews in our country is the biggest problem in our country right now. No, I'm just kidding. Really? No, like, no, no, no. I was like... Huh. <laughs> it's kind of presented. Would you say Islamophobia or anti-Semitism is a bigger issue in your opinion right now in our country? Um, I don't know that. I mean, obviously the people it affects is extremely important for them being neither Jewish or Muslim and not looking either way like i would potentially be either of those i obviously don't face it so the people that it does affect obviously it's a huge issue for them there is anti-semitism there is anti 
you know, Muslim um, sentiments in the country as well. But I don't know that they're at a level that it's a huge issue nationally. Okay. Um, like, obviously, the f- however, I don't know how many years post 9 11, clearly it was anti Muslim sentiment was significantly higher. Um, and I would say anti Semitism has risen. I mean, the data I've seen, it has. But I don't, I'm not exactly sure where it started. So saying it's risen 800%, is that from. 20 to 80 my question that for that is 20,000 to 80,000 mm-hmm. my incident, question for that know? is what is an actual I listen to Dave Rubin sometimes podcast because I do like to try to listen to different sides of it and he'll say you know who that is yes he'll say well I drove through this city the other day and I saw a pro Hamas rally and the guy who was on the show with him said are you sure it was pro Hamas we're are you sure? He's like, well, I just, to me, that's what they all are. There was a Palestinian flag. It's like, well, that's not pro Hamas. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Necessarily. It is that an right. instance of anti-Semitism, you think? You think he was victimized right there by driving by yeah. a, a, so I, I guess what I'm saying is. In his mind, maybe, but. Isn't it weird how this social justice. no. How the social justice warrior hat has been just flipping sides, right? Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. No, I think it's completely right. I mean, you know, you get all the free speech stuff on college campuses for so many years was people on our side, to be honest, being stupid. <laughs> and People on your side being protesting. the left. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Protesting, people coming to speak and doing all this stuff, and there's this huge outrage, and it's like, yeah, let them talk to the 35 people that go or whatever. Okay, or okay. Go and try to... You know, when they pass the mic around, do all stuff. You can make your arguments, and then you know you'll either do well, and it'll be on the left of like you owned this person, or you'll sound stupid, and they'll post it and be like, "I own this clown." You know, and you'll have all those floating around. But it was like they're not, unless you legitimately were gonna have like. A David Duke potentially, I could see a reason at that point for maybe saying no, because um, he may actually incite violence um, as like a legitimate KKK person. Um, I know the Supreme Court forever has said they have a right to assemble and do all that stuff as long as they don't actually call for violence. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would still probably let him speak, just increase security just in case. Uh, but like Ben Shapiro is not going to call for violence and Coulter is not going to like call for violence. I don't think their ideas are good most of the time, but they're not actually calling for violence. So like now with the, with the. Okay. I'm back. I'll edit that dead, dead air out. So you're saying unless it's maybe David Duke. So you, of course, went to someone on the right, I assume, right? Do you think the right's more violent than the left? In this period of history, I would say, yeah. What about back the Black Lives Matter? What like about the, the Black 90s, Lives Matter? Yeah. Black Lives Matter riots. Do you can the Summer of Love. Would you consider that to be violence from the left? I don't know that all the rioters would necessarily be saying they're on the left but i mean the the blm stuff was traditionally more left and there were definitely riots i mean there's no question about that was it politically motivated by the left or people that just saw an opportunity to like hmm. but burn that, stuff down things like that i don't know yeah, um if that's they were, fucked up, obviously man. it's could have been some CIA be plants, to, to be honest. Point. Could have been some CIA plants or something like that on occasion. Could if we think, CIA, I believe FBI, the January 6th thing was infiltrated. Things. Yeah, I believe the January 100%. 6th thing was, and it doesn't seem debatable that there was some presence from intelligence there, but I, I wouldn't be surprised at all, you know. Yeah, for that, sure. That it goes the other way, too. Of course. I mean, they infiltrate everything, so it's like, yeah, it would 
and it would probably be silly to assume there was nobody from some intelligence agency in January 6th, the BLM stuff. You know, like in the 90s, it was like Ted Kaczynski was the left was on the left. Um, you know, most all the bombings and stuff that were happening in the 90s were left wingers. We oh okay. Ted Kaczynski would consider himself an anarchist, right? Let me see. Are you sure he yeah, he goes to the left? Was, are you sure? I, I may be wrong. Uh, I mean, I'll let you take it I if you want to. If you want to endorse Ted Kaczynski on here. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Um, let me see. So I'm I, just, I would have, uh, and that was from. Yeah. From okay. Left, so here, look. It says here rejecting leftism is what it says on his Wikipedia, but I may be wrong. I don't know. I'll let you own I that. Mean, I mean, if you think he was this great of a guy, I'll let you know. Some people I mean, in the liberal is factual. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. think that you're accurate. Actually, I don't. I do appreciate if that's what you thought. But there's people on the right leaning libertarian world who actually enjoyed some of I his know, writings he's been and coming shit. up again recently. Yeah, I think he's this. more of a right leaning guy. I think he very well could be. Um, but there, there was a period in our history. So it may not have been him, but I know there have been periods in our history where the left was more violent politically than the right. Um, I think right now the right is more violent in this current historical whatever time period they end up, you know, sectioning it off as. Okay. And it'll probably switch again at some point in 10, 20, 30 years or something like that. Did you vote in 2020? Yes, I did vote. I voted for uh, Bernie again in the primary, and I did vote for Biden in the general um which seemed to help. I think Trump won Tennessee by probably 52 points in 2016 and only 49 points in 2020. Like Tennessee's a solid right for general elections. Um, I mean, Al Gore couldn't even win the damn state from here <laughs> against Bush. Um, so, you know, as far as a national political vote, it, my vote doesn't really matter right now. Um, the state's so far, it's so red, <clears throat> but have you been happy with Biden? Not recently. Um, pretty much any president there's, I feel like there's positives and negatives. It just depends on how, well, obviously where your perspective is, um, depends how many potential positives or negatives. Um, I'm more happy with. Uh, we might disagree on this, but his uh, who he's filled governmental positions with, then more him specifically. Do you mean the diversity? So like, um, I mean, I don't care as much. Like, I get historically why it matter to put people of different backgrounds. Races, creeds, all that stuff in different positions, but a white, a straight white male dro uh, dropping tons of bombs on other countries is the same to me as any other race and sexual orientation person doing the same thing. They okay. both suck. <laughs> so if you got somebody who ran potentially the drone program that was like, hey, maybe we shouldn't use these except in extreme cases, and they went to doing it once or twice a year, that person is great because they're not doing it all the time <clears throat> for, I would argue, potentially no reason other than just error on the countries that we've deemed bad. So working within the existing system, if you want to actually impact, for me, it'd be Thomas Massey. That's the type of person I'm donating a whopping $10 to his campaign each month. Nice. Um, but potentially, if he were to somehow be put into a position that could maybe minimize a bunch of drone strikes. He's not, is he a, a perfect anarcho-libertarian? No. Yeah, probably, probably, you know, <laughs> can't really be if you're in the U.S. Congress, I don't think. That, I mean, it'd be difficult. <laughs> but, but that type of school of thought, of course, the different set of, of criteria for you, but that type of school of thought that I'm describing describes how 
you have at times been happy for you with some of the things Biden has done. Yeah. Like I like Lena Khan at the SEC. She's actually kind of going after companies that are breaking rules. Um, they're, she's uh, less rubber stamp on mergers, um, actually prosecuting or at least trying to prosecute, bringing cases against companies that are, you know, doing bad things. Um, okay. You know, so you get the merger of, of bureaucracy that can, that can be used for good. I know there's a lot. That's why I was like, we may disagree on that part of like, well, there's a lot of bureaucracy. I see what you're presenting. I, can be good. Yeah. I would present myself as an, an philosophically an anarchist, but you know, the, the merger of private businesses with the governmental powers is in effect what you and I probably, regardless, we dis, we both agree on that topic, that that's evil, right? Yeah, it leads to kind of where we're at now, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> like if the government existed <laughs> and there was no way that people could go getting lobbying government agents and gov- or government uh, uh, elected officials lobbying them and throwing much of money at them and all the corruption that I think <sighs> we can admit, like Lloyd Austin, what was the on the board at Raytheon and now he's in charge of everything that, and it's all owned by, I think BlackRock. (laughs) Okay. So, so so I mean, and then Lloyd Austin owns all these shares of stock and it's all transparent. You can Google it. It's not, it's not hidden. You know what I mean? It's not illegal. It's not, it's all in our face. So if anyone actually like cares at all about corruption existing if they even want to humor the idea of it and they're like that's legal oh, God, yeah he, he, so ridiculous. That, that's pretty bad isn't it oh yeah yeah i mean you know <clears throat> the report was from obama that he uh ran as you know an outsider he was in washington world you know he was like 10 he'd been in what the illinois he he was the Illinois Congress person for like two terms and all of a sudden became president. People were like, oh, he may not have been there long enough to get corrupted. It was like Citibank and oh my God. JP Morgan. Like also, There was a list. I can't remember if they sent it. So basically, somebody sent him a list and was like, here's who you should put in your cabinet. And it was just all people from Wall Street, military, industrial complex, all these things. And he was like, yeah, sounds good. So it was like, they just gave him a list of people to put in the government. He was like, all right. And they were, a lot of those were like people from the Bush administration. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that too, you know, so it was just like, and change shit. And then, you know, Trump came in, same thing, the anti-establishment. And that's what I was going earlier with like the Hillary thing. As soon as she became the nominee, I posted it. It's on, it's on Facebook. I was like, Trump's going to be your next president. I was like, really? Yeah. So I was like, I was like, dude, they hadn't even had a debate. They didn't have anything. I was like, oh, she can't beat him. She won't beat him. I actually uh, told a bunch of my friends leading up to the election, I thought he had a pretty good chance of winning. Everybody was telling me, my Republican friends, admittedly my Republican friends I grew up with, they were telling me, like, sorry, Trump just can't, he just can't beat her. He can't. He just can't. I love him too. I think he's funny. I get it. I get it. And I did. I, and honestly, a part of me still loves Trump because he's funny as fuck. And he's funny. If you're the funniest fucking human on planet earth in the history of the planet, I'm sorry, man. You're at least entertaining. Like you just in general. Yeah. Now people listening are like, he is not funny. He is not funny. Objectively. He's funny. I mean, it's at least entertaining. Like, like I, I know it's rude. I get it. He's he's horribly offensive. He's like my uncle's, my family. I think I'm partial to it. My family on my dad's side comes through like New Yorkers, Irish New Yorkers, okay? Mm. And so I, I go up there on vacations and like see uncles and shit. And like, that's the same type shit. It's a New Yorker type, just like really inappropriate type mentality. I mean, oh yeah. My grandfather owns a satellite of, uh, allied van lines grew up around truckers and moving furniture and stuff. They're not, uh, they're not, they don't shy away from, uh, <laughs> inappropriate things. And like, <laughs> obviously different, different sets of like different type of humor as, as well. So I grew up around that as well. Me and my friends are highly offensive to each other and all kinds of stuff. So like I get why he's funny. 
and and I don't like his policies, but and I will say this too. To me, he seems like I know a lot of people disagree. Obviously, he's the most polarizing figure ever. So anything you say about anything I say about him, but I think he seems like a relatively good dad, and to me, I find that to be admirable. Um, um, now. Obviously, like the daughter married a Kushner, and like you know, it's all super corrupt, and like I, I think it, it it's benefiting largely off of this um, position that he's been put into, and it's super corrupt. So I don't really actually want to advocate for that type of stuff. But to me, if you're like a, if he was a, I I don't know. Did he do the Epstein stuff? You think what, what what's his involvement with Epstein? I think so. Okay, so he probably banged some kids. Probably. I mean, he owned the. Miss Teen U. I mean, he owned like the pageants and stuff with the Miss Universe, all that stuff. They had the Miss Teen USA thing. I mean, he's on record talking about of like you own it, you just walk in the dressing rooms. They can't do anything. Like, I don't know if he was specifically talking about the under ones. underage ones. Yeah, well, yeah. I, if if he were to be like, banging kids, obviously that would be a line where I'd be like, okay, cool. Then I, you know, I don't even really like I, I. Yeah. I you know, I'm not saying but, he's the best person ever. I'm not saying anything. He's entertaining. He's fucking anybody that argues he's a, like the best, you know, person. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if you sleep with a, a porn star while your wife's pregnant. Not the best thing to do. Not obviously. the best thing to do. However, it's not my business, really. So, I, you know, I don't know. Not technically illegal. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Nor should it be. Okay. It's up to Melania to. You know, deal with that. How she saw fit. Oh, but I was gonna say it. And then Trump put Rex Tillerson, who was the ex CEO of Exxon, as the head of the State Department. So he didn't. You know, John Bolton's. Uh, I think John Bolton's mad. We're not bombing two hundred and twelve countries. <laughs> okay. So it's not like he stabbed okay. his his administration initially with outsiders. If you, you know. if you listen to a real principled libertarian who's more knowledgeable than I am, like Dave Smith, he will say Trump, you know, of course, was funny and all that stuff, and that's great, but, but he did surround himself with the wrong people. You know? He, I mean, he, 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 yeah, based on what he said versus what yes. he then did, Correct. It, it, did, it didn't match. Yeah, draining the swamp in theory sounds great. Uh, what do you think of Hop- yeah, I was hoping he was going to do it, but... What do you I didn't think? believe him, to be honest. I don't have much time left, but what do you think of Javier oh, yeah. Malay? Uh, that's the dude in... Uh, don't know much uh, about him. Argentina. That's okay if you don't. Argentina, yeah. He's the... The guy with the crazy uh, hair. Yeah, I was trying to think of the thing that... Anarcho-capitalist, came out. He libertarian. Was like, uh, hugging the flag. Like I've, I've seen some stuff on him. I was making sure it was the right dude. That is him, yeah. Super silly guy. He's openly talked. I think there's videos of him making out in some with some girls in some thongs, and he's not married, and he's talked openly yeah, about yeah, having threesomes, thing. and and he's already supposedly slashed like forty percent of the government in Argentina. Yeah, he said he was just initially just uh, looking at half to like seventy percent or something like that. Um, I don't think it'll work. <laughs> But they elected him. We'll see if it works. Okay. It's a good te- test case. Like, I've had a little bit. Uh, I know a guy that's, uh, like, Chicago-style um, economic theory, like, beliefs or whatever. Which and is not like, far off from libertarian. It, yeah. Basically. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, of course we haven't tried it, but if you get elected and implement it do i think it'll work no but if you get the votes to do it we should do it so you believe in democracy themselves yeah like the consequences themselves come from trying stuff like it's if you get 60 percent i don't think you necessarily need 60 percent to do it i think the 60 percent like filibuster rule in the senate is kind of stupid but if you have the majority of the people say we want to try this thing, even if I don't think it's going to work, we should try it. And then if it doesn't work, hopefully everybody goes, hey, that didn't work. We shouldn't do that again. We should change it. <laughs> well, okay, what about this? <laughs> Thought experiment. 60% of the United States next year votes 
to make African Americans kind of have fewer laws than everyone else, fewer uh, uh, rights than everyone else. Sixty percent of the country. Yeah, so I think uh, I do like the constitution, constitutional democracy idea where you do take certain things off the table of like everybody's treated equally, everybody okay, has okay. the that same rights. Sense. There, you know, because uh, of course you shouldn't be able to so the, 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 vote the, that X people have less rights. Like, you know, there there should be an agreed upon. Well, and I guess even if. <laughs> I guess the 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 the, the anarcho can... anarcho thing seems to be pretty extreme. I, I'm a fan of it. I, I'd be more. I hope Javier Merle excels. I don't know that he will. <laughs> I really don't know. He, even he says it's going to be a few rough years. And all the libertarian people I listen to are like, "Oh yeah, they're going to have a few rough years." But it's already shitty there. So hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. But I guess what I'm saying that, is, yeah. it, there has to be some line. So that's obviously a line. Obviously, I gave an extreme think, example, yeah, yeah. but uh, but but then the where line, do you draw the line ultimately? It's hard, and I think the line shifts over time as well. Because I mean, if you look in the past, there's been times where a vast majority of people are like, "These are really good lines," and we look back now and they're like, "That's what I'm awful." Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what I mean. Not terrible. Yeah, no, that's I guess that's what I mean. Yeah, so it's it's not easy. Yeah, the human condition isn't easy in trying to deal with, especially as the population grows. I mean, yeah, with 330 to 350 million people at least documented that are, you know, going to the population of the U.S., it's like, how do you make sure that nothing insane happens where you get, to, well, I know we don't have that many people vote, I guess, whatever. Half the people vote, and so then they're split into that so really only i guess a quarter of the country ish actually elects the president um because just half of the voting population age doesn't vote and then you're splitting the other half down the middle roughly because they're so close now um but if you had enough people vote and say black people are only worth half a person and they can't work in finance. It's like, wait, what? No, you can't do that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, some like, people, I know it would sen sound sensate. That's obviously a super extreme example. And I don't know, I don't think many people would advocate for that. Um, right. But in some countries, for example, Israel and Palestine in that area, certain people do have fewer rights and stuff like that. You know, I yeah. mean, so I mean, that does. Gaza and the West Bank don't have, like, they don't really have representation. They can't vote. They can't travel freely. That's what I mean. So I'm not saying yeah. that we need, to, that we're going to do anything like well, that. Certainly hope not. But I mean, it's a, a really maybe not as far off as some people may, may realize in some ways. I'll ask you a question, Randall. If you had to choose, for some reason, the United States is not the best place to live for you and your family anymore, you had to choose another country that you think would be good for quality of life, things like that, peace, maybe, safety, do you have a second choice that you would live in if you had to choose, if you had to relocate? Probably Turks and Caicos. I'm sorry? Probably Turks and Caicos. Oh, yeah? Tell me more. Or Antigua, or really any Caribbean island. <laughs> Just because of the geog the the, I mean, yeah, more the, more for the location and the weather. Uh, I know they get hurricanes, you know, bad <laughs> stuff anywhere. <laughs> okay, so you go for <laughs> risk it. <laughs> okay. My wife's from Cuba, and 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 she'll tell me like if we're at the. I remember my brother has a nice place, on, but it's on the Ohio River up in the Ohio, Kentucky. It's a nice little place, and we're looking out over the river, and it is pretty. And, I, you know, I'll be telling her, like, you know, this is pretty. And she's like, yeah, it is. And I'm, But I'm thinking, like, you know, I bet, I bet, like, she grew up around stuff that was, at least the beach area was for sure yeah. just just paradise. Sure it's nice. Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't be bad to have if you had the option. All things, you know, if it's on the table. Yeah, I had a job that was in uh, was in Antigua for a few months as well. So it was pretty cool waking up and like going to swim in the ocean, like wake up, come back, like go to work. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. What type of work do you mind saying? It was selling office supplies and stuff to different Caribbean islands. It's all different kinds of things. Okay. And so there was a, they were trying to set up like a 
we met a guy down there to help, try to get him to be like a sales rep for that island specifically. I sold other islands, but uh, the guy going down there was like, going to come along for a little bit? I was 23, maybe. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Were you doing jujitsu at the time? No, I had I had done it, but I hadn't gotten back into it after college. It was fairly recently after college um, that I tried it, so I hadn't started back uh, after that. And then after a breakup, I started back. It was before I met my current wife. <laughs> I actually met at jiu-jitsu. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, if you had a, like, a um, people who care, about maybe being anti-war, supporting good things. If you had a call to action, what would you suggest someone like listen to or, or learn more about? And then before we wrap things up, is there anything you want to mention as far as like, I don't know, your social media or anything like that? Um, as far as like people or podcasts listen to? Maybe podcasts, just- sure. Podcasts is a good one. Um, or, you know, for me, I know you'll, you may... You may disagree with this, but there's a, a cause, co- constitutional carry. I think it's in, a, in, in mm. Kentucky, you're allowed to carry a gun. You don't need a license as long as it's concealed. I, mm. That's a cause I think is good. Uh, there's other stuff related to that that I think is relevant. Obviously, you're in Tennessee, not Kentucky. But is there anything that you think? Now, you may not even care as much, obviously. I, I don't know. You know, Is there something? Is, it, do you think the war is a bigger deal than people think it gets credit for? Do you care about, you know, what, what, what do you think is the most significant thing? Because we're talking politics, really. But, but um, is it the war fair uh, um, state? And that, you, you know, and that from your side, you feel that uh, those resources that are being spent overseas maybe could be re- reallocated to take care of homelessness or, you know, things like that. What is it that you think is the most pressing issue for you it's not the one that's really talked about as much i don't think um getting money out of politics i think is number one because unless you get money out of politics i don't think any of the other stuff will really change kind of what we're talking about with the lobbyists and the military military industrial complex they have uh they've even said it they put manufacturing thing like they have tens of thousands of jobs across the u.s across all 50 states and they did that so that if someone opposes them they were they can run ads that's like you're taking jobs and money away from your state and your constituents they did on purpose and so it's gonna be very difficult to just tackle that straight out but like the PAC money, dark money, big money, whatever you want to call it, that going into the system corrupts everything. And so until you, I think, until you do public financing of elections where it's like you're running for president, y'all get whatever the amount wants to be. Each candidate gets $10 million, $100 million, whatever it is. Run your campaign. You run out of it in six weeks, oh well, that's on you. You can get individual donations, but they're capped at 2000 or whatever, something like that. Or 2500 I think, is what it is now. But allowing PAC money, allowing outside groups to do to run all the ads and do all that stuff, I think corrupts all of it. And so it's very diff- it would be difficult to change much inside the system until that comes out. Um, I know Wolfpack is working on that to try to get a constitutional amendment passed to get money out of politics by going state by state. I know it's a polarizing uh, person and podcast that started that, but it's Chank from, the, from TYT. Okay, and you know, I do listen to TYT a lot recently, actually. And there's stuff with them I disagree with and stuff. But yeah. listen I, them, I agree with um, some of the foreign policy stuff, and it's at least interesting for me to hear, you know, that, that side mm-hmm. of things. I, I actually have been listening a lot to them. Um, Breaking Points is pretty good. You got Crystal Ball is on the left, and then Sagar and Jetty is on the right, and they kind of go back and forth about the different stuff. But he's a, he's not as... 
he's like, I guess, some newer, newer age Republican. He's not a war hawk. Like he doesn't agree with a lot of the war stuff, um, foreign policy, things like that. But he's a little more traditionalist um, with like drug things and uh, police and, you know, criticizes some of the police reform and things like that, that the left is wanting. But he does it, I think, thoughtfully and doesn't like demonize him is just like this is why i don't think it'll work not like you're an idiot and you want people killed or what, you know yeah, it doesn't yeah. go like yeah yeah that's an interesting <laughs> topic actually and I, mean, I don't have much more time now but but i made a post basically poking fun at democratic socialists not a couple days ago and one of my friends a, a libertarian friend commented something to the tune of that he and i don't think he was being lecturing of me he has his own <laughs> podcast. Um, he was saying something along the lines of that he doesn't think that poking fun at, or or I don't know, kind of like being malicious toward people who feel that way. Like clearly you and I, for example, Randall, probably disagree on economics. Mm-hmm. Specifically like a couple things probably. But with, really to okay. try to communicate in a way that you're not like, you know, polarizing because arguably we may disagree or we may agree actually with more on more than we disagree despite maybe us voting or thinking in a lot of ways the complete opposite way yeah and that's the main thing i try to think of is like i think there are some people that do legitimately want certain policies because it only benefits a certain sect of people over others but I do find the majority of people, no matter what their idea is and what their opinions are, I do think they actually are coming to them from a place of they think this would be best for the country as a whole. And so I always try to keep that in mind of like they're not just thinking I want to implement this policy because it'll help me and my friends or me and this sect of people and it'll screw everybody else outside of Wall Street people and some of the top, top percent owners of capital and stuff. I think they do, but that's just because at that level, you're so disconnected from reality, you don't really see how stuff affects people in a realistic way because you're not around the majority of people. Okay. Um so, the the comment I was referring to was I shared that meme poke, poking fun at democratic socialists and John Odermatt, who is a host, and I'll give him a plug, of Finding Freedom, a libertarian podcast. Him and his buddies, they all went to Penn State University. They've got like a little network, the, the Lions of Liberty, um, Nittany Lions. But anyways, he commented on my, my post Democrat, uh, poking fun at democratic socialists saying, perception is reality. A lot who don't understand libertarianism feel this way we can call them dumb or a statist but it's real and it's a communication it's a communication gap so that's kind of a thoughtful description right yeah i mean it seems legitimate like you know it didn't seem doesn't seem like he's like staying one way or the other it's like you can categorize people you know is being However dumb based on this one thing, or you can find right, maybe the like, things you agree on, and maybe there can be some, nego- you know, some negotiation at certain points, and things get better. Yeah, it, it's one thing my wife's helped me with. Oh yeah, starting out things with disagreements of okay. saying, "Well, that's stupid as shit, and you're an idiot." Now, here's why you're wrong. Doesn't seem to get people to want to hear your side of the Oh, no way. What? (laughs) That's funny. That is kind of instinctual. Instinct in being a man sometimes. If I'm confronted with something that sounds stupid, to immediately say that. Well, well, Randall, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. hope, you know, anytime we have me back, I'm open to talk about stuff we agree with or disagree with. And then at some point, hopefully, uh, we can train together. Be fun. That would be awesome. Actually, the wife and I, I think, are going to be coming to Nashville soon. I don't know how long we'll be there. Nice. Um, but I'll, I'll try to see and maybe message it to you. So, cool. Well, I appreciate it, yeah. man. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Randall. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one.